0: You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago.
1: When I listen to my heart, I can hear you whisper, asking me lovingly, to come and follow you. Here I am. Did I hear you call my name? Here I am, as you will. Speak, my God. I am ready to begin. Here I am. I come.
2: Good morning. This is Sister LaVina Pamet. I'm the host for Dare to Love. Dare to Love is a program that cultivates vocation awareness in the Archdiocese of Chicago through our discussion of topics related to vocation discernment and promotion and highlighting our religious communities, our religious brothers, sisters, religious priests, and also in general vocation awareness awareness and discernment for our young adults and the not so young. Um, in, in terms of um, the call of God, what we also um, try to encourage people is to be aware in terms of our daily practice, our calling from God, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. That is what Dare to Love is all about. And today is a very special show because I am so proud and so happy to um, introduce in, in a bit. We're going to meet the new vicar for religious Sister Mary Beth Bromer. But um, before I do that, let me introduce uh, Father Adam McDonald, who is a Society of the Divine Word, who is my co host because he has been like a frequent flyer as a guest. But now Father Adam is in Chicago. And so, um, Father Adam, why don't you just say something a little bit more about yourself and your new ministry, and then we'll introduce our guest.
3: Thank you, Sister Lovina. It is wonderful to be with all of you. I welcome you to Dare to Love and very excited to be co hosting this program. As mentioned, I'm Father Adam McDonald. I've been a Priest of the Society of the Divine Word, also known as the Divine Word Missionaries for the last 23 years. And I'm actually living in Chicago for the second time in my life. After having studied graduate studies at Catholic Theological Union in Hyde Park back in the late 90s, I have gone full circle and I am now the local superior of our house of formation here in Hyde Park, where currently we have 20 young men in temporary vows with our community pursuing their theological studies. I am transitioning to this ministry as we speak after the last 12 years as serving as vocation director. And so I now have the privilege of living with and coordinating life for a number of men whom I first invited to consider God's call on their lives. So very excited to share more about that with you and very happy to be here as your co-host. That's
2: great. And now, so excited, Um, actually, I'll turn it back to you, Father Adam, why don't you introduce our new vicar? Um, And Because she's just with me right now in the studio. (laughs)
3: indeed well great i'm happy to do it remotely introducing you to our new vicar for religious for the archdiocese of chicago none other than sister mary beth bromer a Felician sister in chicago welcome sister mary beth we're so glad to have you with us today
4: thank you thank you to both of you co-ministers in vocation ministry so i know you
2: well yeah so um one background that I, I wanted to emphasize because there to love is really vocation ministry. And for those of us who have that in my, our blood, vocation ministry, because I'm no longer the coordinator for Kava. However, Kava will never be taken out of, of, you know, my my life because vocation ministry and vocation awareness really as part of our baptismal call should be every person's ministry, right, and our own life. So uh, Sister Mary Beth Bromer, Bromer has served for several years as um, not just a vocation director for her community, but also part of the um, advisory board for CAVA, for the Chicago Archdiocese and Vocation Association. So, Sister Mary Beth, congratulations. Thank and, you. Um, so what is, what, what does that entail? What is a uh, vicar for religious? Can you tell us more about it?
4: Well, I serve as the liaison between the cardinal and all the men and women religious of the archdiocese what this eventually means it continues to will continue to evolve as as my ministry continues to grow and i i get more comfortable with it i'm filling big shoes and and following sister Joan McGlinchey and and i want to publicly thank her for her um efforts and her tireless energy that she put into this ministry for so many years and um i'll see
2: where god is calling all of us Now, i um i worked with sister Joan and one of the things that—actually, oh, I should say, too, the two most important things that I really learned um, from being under the of Office for Religious and, and uh, Sister Joan as the vicar is that inclusion, being inclusive. Right. Of who To be sensitive about not just who is at the table, but who is not at the table. Correct. And so the second the second thing that I learned really is part of that advocacy. Mm -hmm. So if we are not here to serve then who will who will serve for those who do who do not have a voice? So and I think Father Adam understands that very well too.
3: Absolutely. And I'm very interested, Sister Mary Beth, in exploring a little bit more as we introduce you today to your own background, sort of where you're from. Are you a Chicagoan? Maybe you'd like to tell us a little bit about your own vocation story. I know as vocation director, uh, you have been asking many people over the course of their lives to share how they heard God's prompting and calling in their life. And we'd love to hear from you uh, how that journey played out for you in your own discernment.
4: Well, as Lavina said, I'm a member of the Felician Sisters, Our Lady of Hope Province. Um, our official title, and because some people say, well, you're not Franciscan, and we'll say, yes, we are. We're members of the Congregation of the Sisters of St. Felix of Cantilese, Third Order Regular of St. Francis, better known as the Felician Sisters. And just a little before I begin about my own vocation story, I love to tell how we as a congregation received our name. We were founded in 1855 in Poland. And the beautiful gift that Mother gave us, this great legacy that she's given to all the Felicians throughout um, the world, is this. You do whatever needs to be done. And when Mother, before she even founded us, would take a group of, of wi- uh, widows and orphans to a statue of uh, our painting of um, St. Felix of Cantiles. And she would go there every day and pray that God would give them what they needed to care for the widows and the orphans. And so the people of Poland actually named us and started to call us the Felicianki or the Felicians, the Sisters of St. Felix. And so if you ever meet a sister, a Felician sister who's not happy, just remind her. That Felix means happy, and so we as Felicians are called to be joyful w- women in the church. And so that's a little bit about my congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as a Felician, mm-hmm. I was um, attracted to life as a as a young girl. I had a great aunt who was a Felician sister, Sister Mary Chrysostom, who passed away unfortunately before I entered. But I know that she knows that I entered, following in those footsteps. My father was the first. Lay teacher in one of our Felician schools. Mm-hmm. I come from LaSalle, Illinois, uh, St. Hyacinth's Parish in LaSalle, Illinois. For those of you who might know it better by, if you know where Starved Rock is, yeah. you know where I come from. I'm a graduate of LaSalle Peru Township High School, and I played sports. I was real active in all kinds of things there in the parish. And um, I think I always felt that I was called, being called or there was an attraction. Mm -hmm. We always say that to men and women when they're discerning. Is there an attraction? Is something calling you? Mm -hmm. And so um, I probably was voted least likely to grow up to be a sister because I was very athletic. I was Uh real outgoing. And um, I think even now um, people always say, gosh, I can't believe that you're a sister. And um, that's many years after. Mm -hmm. But I, I love being a sister. I can't imagine not being one. You know, when someone once asked me, especially when I was doing vocation ministry, isn't that difficult? I said to them, how could it be difficult when you are sharing your life with others, just the beauty of our lives? Mm -hmm. And so um, that's a little bit about my vocation story. Um, As I said, the other piece about St. Hyson's, when we first came to um, Polonia, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. the first mission in america was saint hyson's in lasalle so there's a rich history of connection of our felician roots there Mm -hmm. many sisters have um, joined from there and um, maybe in the future we'll even have some more so i you know one of the things i was i was thinking about when some of the questions i had about vocation ministry i remember one of the things the women would say to me is about discernment discernment Mm -hmm. and i'd say Mm -hmm. discernment It's not a one-and-done deal, and that's what leads to this ministry. I loved what I was doing. So Mm -hmm. you're continually discerning what God wants you to do with your life. So when I entered the Felicians, it wasn't a one-and-done deal, that I discerned what God wanted, it's over, and now I move on. It's God's being faithful to that continual call that God takes us on this journey, and we must walk with
2: him. Right. And, you know, that's what being a sister is, or a brother, or a, a religious priest, but also a confrere, you know, a, a brother to others. And your sister Mary Beth, who is a sister to all others, as you serve. Your community, the 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 bigger community, the church, and now as vicar for religious, and you also have other ministries other than your your full time kind of like official job, because as a sister, you know you're just not. These you might have different hats that you wear, right. and it's not just your role it's being a sister, mm-hmm. being part of a community being religious so um when we come back, we are um, we we're, we're actually um you know at some point we're we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about mm-hmm. so as vicar for religious, perhaps what we what would be good and helpful is can we talk a little bit more or or um, explain to us some of the i, I guess some of the um, the deep matters like immigration for example because that's also a topic that is part of your role also in terms of you know like vocation discernment our young adults um, and perhaps support for vocation ministry um, so when we come back those are some of the things that we would love to hear about um, you know Sometimes thank you I
5: wonder what this journey will bring And you guide me faithfully to find a home in you.
6: Community is core to Catholic Charities' founding mission. For more than 100 years, we have met people and families where they are, serving anyone in need, regardless of their faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. As our world absorbs the economic, political, and social aftershocks of the pandemic, 50% or more of the 6 million people living in Cook and Lake Counties have little or no savings. They are a paycheck away from zero. We are deeply grateful to everyone in the Catholic Charities community who partners with us to alleviate the suffering of the people we serve and offer them a better path forward. We are witnessing a message of mercy and hope to a world very much in need. Learn more at catholiccharities.net.
5: I can't imagine myself going
4: into any other school. Our school fosters growth by being a backbone to our family. My kids are incredibly well-rounded.
7: I see a lot of kindness in them on a daily basis. One of the things I think Catholic schools do well is personalize the learning experience. You can hear joy in the classrooms.
5: I feel that, like, I'm happy that I am in this kind of school.
0: Our school communities provide students with academic excellence and character education in a supportive and stable learning environment. Come see for yourself. Visit artchicago.org slash find a school. For more than 20 years, Catholic Charities Adult Protective Services has been advocating for seniors who are the victims of abuse, neglect, confinement, or financial exploitation. With our partners at local, city, and state agencies, our trained case managers follow through on every concern that is brought to our attention in a cooperative way to ensure that our seniors are safe and protected. According to the Illinois Department on Aging, last year, nearly 21,000 cases of elder abuse were reported in Illinois. Of these, only 5% were reported by seniors themselves. So raising awareness is an important part of this issue. If you are concerned about a senior you know, call 800-252-8966. That's 800-252-8966. With your help, we can Stop Elder Abuse and look out for the seniors in our lives. A
5: love that does all of your creation Sometimes
1: I wonder what tomorrow brings Give me the grace to love and to be faithful
5: To be more like you
2: We are back. This is Sister Lavina Pammet, and I am here in the studio with Sister Mary Beth Broner, our uh, new vicar for religious, and also um, on Zoom with us is Father Adam. In the background, actually, is our radio TV department with Mike May, Brian Brock, Colin Cattrell and the department the director, Vince Gerasoli. So we um, always appreciate the work behind the scenes of our radio TV department. So, um, Father Adam, we and um, Sister Mary Beth, we were talking um, about, you know, like vocation story and the background for Sister Mary Beth Bromer. Now, I, I did mention about, like, some of the roles and some of the, the issues that would happen, and you're pretty new, <laughs> He just came on board. um, One month. Yeah. One month today, (laughs) I think. think. Okay. And so (laughs) there's a lot, and and I understand that. But even as you are new to the role, you also continue to work with uh, St. Vincent de Paul and also a pantry that you've volunteered with. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. I just finished um, being the director of
4: lifelong formation at St. Tribius Parish, where I continue to reside with my um, sisters on the south side of Chicago and in the parish where um, I'm no longer working in, in um, religious education, faith formation, um, but I continue to work the pantry. We run a pantry um, twice a month, and um, it continues to grow. It's a um, a pantry that's supported by our parishioners and from other grateful um, donors that come forward to help us in our ministry of um, reaching out to those who are coming, um, needing food, needing some other um, uh, help, and so it's just a—it's a small pantry that continues to grow. That started off very small, and now um, we're meeting more and more needs each each week. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems that especially the older people. There's a lot more older people who are coming to the pantry saying, you know, when they're paying their doctor bills or their insurance or for their medicine and things are getting tighter, so I'm glad we're able to help them in, in their need. And so it's a great blessing to be part of that ministry at the parish.
2: Yeah. And then uh, I know I'm very familiar with uh, St. Vincent de Paul mm-hmm. ministry. And so that's that's also a part of the advocacy that sisters do and um, other people, um, whether um, they're religious or lay uh, leaders and members that um, advocate for those who are in need, um, especially around this time. It just seems like, you know, especially during COVID, but we've even though now, at least COVID is not as much as a danger, and yet I feel like it has really changed our lives. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that we have really fully recovered. People are hurting mm-hmm. and are in need even more so. The other
4: beautiful piece is that we've been able to bring our young people on board to help us at the mm-hmm. pantry, and it's been a great connection. And so we're starting a, a group of young Vincentians there at the parish, and like um, they're just really—they love to be involved. So that's that's been a great piece, and I think that's a good way to also help them maybe in vocation discernment because, as we know, vocations, it's not just about religious life. It's about mm-hmm. finding what God is calling them, what what is God leading them. It goes back to what I said about attraction, mm-hmm. There was that attraction in my heart— as a young child looking at the religious, and I wanted to be like the Felician sisters who taught me. And, and maybe that's going to happen with, with uh, the young people who are ministering with us because they're seeing very good examples of dedicated couples, married couples, who are there, um, single people, religious, uh, our priests who also support
2: our ministry there. And uh, so who knows? Yeah, God are, works. Are you finding that um, the the uh, young people are are very much dedicated to service? Oh yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know, and then they feel a sense of
4: belonging. They just um, they just do, and it's so funny because we we finish and we're like, okay, it's time to go, and they're like, what? Aren't we going to talk? Aren't we going to just be? And so that's that's really grown into a a real blessing that I don't think mm-hmm. any of us realized that that connection would would um, take place that they would feel a great connection not only to those we serve mm-hmm. but to one another and that, yeah. that's been a beautiful blessing so hopefully we can continue yeah. that yeah and and even the vincentians i, I serve on the board uh-huh. for the archdiocese of chicago of, of the Voc- uh, vincent de paul society uh-huh. and the the dedicated men and women who are vincentians they are just mm-hmm. they're amazing they're just amazing men and women who are just on fire with um, serving others and making, you know, just not about giving food, but also about the spiritual uh, lives and, and touching people, helping them to see who Jesus is. So yeah. that's a real blessing. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll experience that more and more in the throughout the archdiocese as I continue to grow in this ministry.
2: And what is what is your hope for this new ministry?
4: Well, I'm excited about getting to know more and more men and women religious.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, I I did have the privilege to work with so many uh, men and women religious through vocation ministry, mm-hmm. both in the archdiocese and then also through our works with NRVC and some of those other groups. So I've come to know a lot of religious, but there are so many I don't know, mm-hmm. newer groups or people who have just moved into the diocese, archdiocese. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to to get to know them to meet them that's my hope is that we can continue to partner because one of the things that touched me when i spoke to cardinal supich was how he spoke about the gift that men and women religious are mm-hmm. to the archdiocese to the, to the church and the gifts that our charisms that each of our congregations our charisms that we bring how that enriches the life of the church and the people in in lake and cook county so Um, That, to me, was exciting that he he recognized that Mm -hmm. and wants that continued to grow.
2: And, you know, starting with you, Sister Mary Beth, um, you know, Dare to Love really um, has that goal of kind of highlighting those gifts and those charisms. And so um, I would really like to see more of you. And to please let let us know, um, let Father Adam and I know um, how we can help. Um, do that, you know, and it'll help you with your with your goal to kind of highlight those charisms and mm-hmm. um, and and maybe you know like invite people to be inspired and for for religious also to learn from other leaders and um, other faithful who are very dedicated to service.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So is there anything that you would like? Kind of, um, I, I guess. Uh, Um, Oh, first, first, before I ask you that, Father Adam, do you have any uh, other questions for Sister Mary Beth?
3: (laughs) I do. I Uh have two questions. And first, just a disclaimer, I'm not trying to figure out or reveal your age, but I'm just curious. And I think our listeners would love to know for how long you've been serving as a Felician Sister. Have you recently celebrated a Jubilee or have a Jubilee in the offing coming anytime soon?
4: I celebrated a jubilee, a 25th, a while ago. I'm not celebrating anything coming up yet. Um, I actually, I, um, I took my final vows in 1987. You know, I I wanted to join right after high school, but my dad said, "No, you got to wait till you're 19." So I turned 19 on December 12th, and I entered January 6th. And I've been a felician since nineteen seventy-nine.
2: Your birthday is on the feast of Our, Our Lady, Lady of, of Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Wow.
3: Wonderful. Yes, That's yes. great. So oh. you see I didn't reveal your age, but you kinda of gave up the mathematicians and yeah, it's a okay. chance to figure it out. <laughs> I don't have the issue. other question I was thinking, Sister Mary Beth, was What is uh, maybe a fun fact about you, something that might surprise us? Uh, We've learned today that you liked sports throughout your life. I presume you're still a sports fan. Is there anything else that uh, might help us to realize that, as we know, that we don't leave behind our humanity when we become priests, brothers or sisters? We bring with us who we are, and so it might surprise people to know a fun fact about you that they didn't know.
4: A fun fact is I have an awesome dog. Well, I better not say I have it because my sisters I live with will be like, hey, that's our dog (laughs) too. (laughs) We have a wonderful Weimaraner. Her name is Elsa, um, and she's an agility dog. And so if you ask me what I did this past weekend, I was at agility trials with our dog. And so sometimes it's good to get away from all the work and you just relax and you... Watch your dog run around the agility, you know, through those tunnels and up and yeah. around and over the bars. And, and so um, it's it's funny how our dog has been a good connection also to getting us some good connections for uh, our food pantry. Ah. So we've been able to partner with other people to help our families who come to the pantry so that they don't have to give up their animals. So our fun, my fun fact about being a dog lover connects also with our ability to then to work with the families who come to receive um, things so that they can keep their animals.
2: Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of being Franciscan, right, LaVena? Yes, it is. However, it I'm sad to say that um, due to, like, our history in my own community, uh, probably because of the kind of service that we do, we, um, part of, part of, you know, kind of like in, in the manual is we're not allowed to have pets. That now allowed is like a rule. <laughs> However, you know, depending on where we are, it's understandable that when you do have a pet you have to be responsible. Right. But um I, I think one of our sisters did have a fish um <laughs> because she said it's not considered a pet because you cannot pet it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I do have plants. And <laughs> even with having plants, um, you know, I have to really be sensitive to the other people in my community because if I am on vacation or on retreat, then the whole com- – just like Nala – I'm sorry. Uh, Elsa. Not Nala, uh, Elsa is, um, you know, everybody's. everybody's. So, you know, you have to kind of – it. you do things in a community because right. that's how, um, I guess, community, religious communities really it's a model for that you know, like sort of like that dynamic um, for, for living a community, being sensitive, being interdependent and all that. So when you decide, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to have a pet, then that's your responsibility. Yeah. So, yeah. She's there to keep us safe. So, that's her main job. So are you, would you be um, be good enough with Elsa to, I know in Thanksgiving they, they have these um, dog shows, you know, where they judge them for agility and all that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you no. can enter Elsa? <laughs> you can dream, right? No, well, we're doing well. She's got
4: uh-huh. all her little titles, and uh-huh. she just keeps going through. And, wow. You know, one of our sisters, she, she just, uh, we have a little board where we have all her ribbons, you know. I'm going to have to show a picture of all of Elsa's ribbons someday. Wow, that nice. is so
2: cool. All her titles. You know, guess what? We're at the end of our show, and so any last words for us?
4: Well, I would like to thank you for inviting me to this. Um, I'd like to ask everyone to pray not only for me, but for all the men and women religious in the Archdiocese of Chicago to pray for the the priests and to pray for vocations. You know, the, there's a great um, there's a great joy in being a religious. And so if they know anyone who they think just think might have a vocation, to ask that question, have you ever thought about being a sister, a priest, a brother? You know, because sometimes people do. They, they show things that say to us, you know, that they might have a vocation. So to encourage the people not only to pray for vocations, to pray for the uh, current religious priests, brothers, sisters, um, but also to to also invite for people to at least just discern or think about it. Did you ever think about it? Mm-hmm. So that would be it. And then to continue to uh, support religious in whatever way they can so that we can continue our beautiful and diverse ministries that exist here in the archdiocese and throughout the world, and then also to remind everyone to pray for the synod, which mm-hmm. begins on October 4th on the Feast of St. Francis, and to to pray for our Holy
2: Father and all our church leaders. Well, thank you so much, Sister Mary Beth, for um, gracing us with your presence here at Dare to Love. And hopefully, you can become eventually a frequent flyer guest. There you go. <laughs> with, uh, with me and Father Adams. Um, God bless you, and we wish you well. Best wishes on you. your new role. Thank you. Um, and again, please you know, don't hesitate to let us know however we can serve you and help you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. And so oh, we're going to be a on rap. a break And we'll be back Father Adam Hang on We're going to be back <laughs> Sounds good love that of creation
5: Sometimes I
1: wonder What tomorrow brings Give me the grace to love And to be faithful To be
5: more like you
6: Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you.
0: I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continuing to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago.
5: Listen to
1: my heart. I can hear you whisper. Asking me lovingly. To come and follow you Here I am Did I hear you call my name
2: And we are back. I'm Sister Lavina Frances Pamet, Franciscan Sister of the Sacred Heart, and my co-host is Father Adam McDonald, who is from the Society of uh, the Savior and uh, SVD, and also... Uh, otherwise known as the um, missionaries of the Divine Word, and being co-host, I know that welcoming you to Chicago, you know, since you moved a few months ago, <laughs> um, uh, you know, you're, you're on Zoom, even though you're in, in Hyde Park, or are you in Hyde Park now, Father Adam? Or I am. As okay. At this moment, I'm in Hyde right. Park. Yeah. Okay. So. However. Um, I, I think this is this this is this is really in, in his blood. Father Adam um, is he may be in Chicago like right this minute, but you never know if it's going to be traveling again. <laughs> and you kind of mentioned uh, earlier before before we started the show that you were in the LA area. So tell me what you were doing gallivanting in LA area where I was my home for over fifteen years, and that's where I visit for home visits. So. What were you doing, yeah. Father?
3: <laughs> hey, Sister I'm very glad to tell you about it. So I would just say that as Divine Word Missionaries, we like to say that our name is our mission. And so being missionaries by name, in fact, we do travel. So depending on what day it is, although I'm based here in Hyde Park, we do go where the needs are and serve in multiple ways. So I had the privilege of journeying out to the West Coast last weekend, and I was in Southern California. And I have an older brother, whom I may have mentioned in previous programs, who is a priest of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And he was being installed as pastor at a new parish assignment in lovely Northridge, California, uh, Our Lady of Lourdes. And my father was able to fly out there from Michigan, his home, and I flew from Chicago and we had a mini family reunion there and just had such a privileged moment to meet so many of uh, Father Eben's parishioners, the regional bishop who was there for the installation, his associate pastor, other pastors from parishes in the area. And fun fact for you, since we talked about fun facts with Sister Mary Beth earlier in the program, my fun fact is to let all of you know that I had the chance to meet Sister Lelina's sister, as in her Blood sister, sibling Maria. And we just had a lovely time getting to know each other. And we just thought, well, how small could the world be that of all the parishes my brother could be assigned to, it would be the parish where your own sister and brother in law go to mass and uh, your sister singing in the choir. And it was just a delight. So much fun. I'm just so grateful that God has called me to this. Itinerant uh, ministry because it does connecting with people both near and far, just yeah. a delight. Yeah, it. So it greetings really from is. your sister. Yeah, <laughs> and you know
2: I loved it because I first I first heard about it. Um, uh, I, I think you said you know like oh Our Lady of Lourdes and I recognized it right away, um, and I said wait a minute that is my home parish away from home. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, even, even though I um, my my home parish in a way, although it's not a parish um, here in Chicago, mm-hmm. is the uh, Shield Catholic Center at Northwestern, and that's you know mm-hmm. I, I'm part of the choir there and I canter there, mm-hmm. um, and I'm also kind of itinerant. We're not. My community is not necessarily like a missionary um, community. However, I think I have that missionary spirit because um, even from age three, I've been moving um, a lot. And so, um, you know, having grown up in in that kind of, you know, like moving around a lot. And then even in L.A., even though I lived there for more than 15 years, I keep coming back to visit my family. Because not just Mm -hmm. um, my sister Maria or Babes, um, my brother Bernard is there too and his family. Family, And then my other family would be in Texas. So if you have, if you know anybody mm-hmm. in Texas, I'll let you know and meet my family there too.
3: <laughs> That'll be my next trip. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, and so, it. so you're the new rector or local um, yes. superior. So, mm-hmm. um, so in a way that's like uh, an internal service. However, mm-hmm. that is in Hyde mm-hmm. Park. So it kind of makes it unique in the sense mm-hmm. that you are mostly uh, ministering to your confreres who are by the Catholic Theological Union. So wh- what is that like?
3: It's quite a change from what I've been doing the last 12 years as vocation director. My position and my ministry was to be like the public face of the community, to be out and about, engaging with young people, inviting them to know our congregation, but most importantly to know that God has a purpose for their lives and to invite them to consider what that might be. So that took me traveling all across the country, even some international travels for things like World Youth Day, going to college campuses, parishes, large Catholic gatherings, but also visiting with individuals in coffee shops or around kitchen tables with their families, all of the above. And now I have, as you say, more of an internal ministry where I'm at our house of formation here in Hyde Park. I mentioned earlier, I believe that we have about 20 men who are all in temporary vows with our community, and they are continuing to discern as they complete their theological studies here at the Catholic Theological Union, whether they're called to make that a lifelong commitment As evidenced by the fact that just two weeks ago, we had five of our men profess their lifelong or perpetual vows as divine word missionaries. Mm -hmm. And then this last weekend, they were ordained transitional deacons at Our Lady of Africa Parish, staffed by the divine word missionaries in the Bronzeville neighborhood of Mm -hmm. Chicago. So interesting that at least among the 20 men I'm living with right now, I was vocation director for five of them, which means I was at initial point of contact Their very first phone call or email with us their very first conversation with the divine word missionary was with me and so the running joke we have is that all the years i served them as vocation director Mm -hmm. i kept saying yes yes join the community join it and now that i'm their superior sometimes the answer is no you can't do that (laughs) or no you can't have that (laughs) So a little shift in the role in their lives as sort of the overall coordinator for our life Mm -hmm. but you know to be called the superior it's an ironic term. I often feel inferior in terms of wisdom, experience, virtue, uh, but basically it amounts to being a coordinator of our life together, someone who kind of keeps us together, gathers us together. Information and communication is very important, Ma- helping guide us in making decisions and thinking things through to getting to points of decision. So, yeah. And today I'm I'm the cook, so I've got the <laughs> crockpot going in the background <laughs> and hopefully have some uh, Mongolian beef for dinner tonight. All right,
2: so, great. We yeah. do it all. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just to clarify for our listeners and our viewers, really, um, these, you know, like local local superior, general superior, major Mm -hmm. superior, these are terms that Rome, you know, the Vatican understands because these are what's considered canonical. I'm being technical just to Mm -hmm. say that, you know, we live into these things and or actually the terms kind of get. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess just, just so there, there's a common uh, term for things right. and sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't translate. So for example, we are now in the 21st century and probably local superior in English would mm-hmm. have been translated from maybe the, the Latin language and, right. you know, it like majority or something like that, major or superior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is also a different generation and in the 21st century, we're living into, like, I would like to say, as brother, as confrere, as sister, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. in the past, how the, the term sister, for example, was coined is because mm-hmm. in a community, you would have a lady who had a title. And by calling every member of that community sister, really takes away that title because according to the history, if you're a lady, then the sister members who are not titled would have an inferior role, you know, to the superior mm-hmm. sisters. And, you know, later on when, when those communities got reformed, sister became kind of an equalizer. And so um, even in my community, you know, when, when we meet in general, mm-hmm. we... we we try to say, okay, how can we make it so that, you know, is it the mission minister, or lo- lo- local superior, you know, would be more like, mission minister or something like that,
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know, or rector, who knows. So, yeah. but anyway, I
3: think it is good to clarify terms that helps us understand and kind of talk about the function of being sort of a, a leader and uh, an animator or coordinator of our community life. But definitely we do believe in shared leadership and right. decision-making that's in common. And so sort of being the one that kind of helps uh, keep that engine going to right. call us together at moments of decision. And then, right. you know, in a sense of being the responsible one to find their name with the decision to say this is what we committed to. So, yeah,
2: yeah. Indeed. And so um, we're, we're actually going to take a, a short break and after we get back we'll talk a little bit more about you know how we've also done some vocation ministry because even though mm-hmm. we have other things that we're doing now, your new role and then my changes in my life, we, we have been working at you know promoting vocations and mm-hmm. helping especially young adults um, in their discernment. So we'll be back. We're gonna go on a short break, don't go away.
6: At Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse, inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. say how can you spend your day with three-year-olds seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow this is a very rewarding job even though at the end of the day we're not the highest paid people on earth and when i have a parent contact me and say my child loves school that to me i'm setting that foundation for their love of learning because really you are changing lives You are molding lives
0: shape the next generation of leaders teach Apply today at artchicago.org schooljobs.
7: Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program has assisted thousands of single parents who are working to become more self-sufficient through education and employment opportunities. Our experienced case managers accompany participants for up to five years on their journey to identify, address, and break down barriers to improving their quality of life and achieving meaningful goals for themselves and and for their families. Professional, compassionate assistance is offered in a safe and trusting environment as participants develop the skills needed to become financially stable and able to support themselves. Every achievement starts with its decision to try. To learn more about Catholic Charities' Family Self-Sufficiency Program, call 847-782-4233 or visit catholiccharities.net.
1: That I found
5: in you A love that dwells in all of your creation
1: Sometimes I wonder what tomorrow brings Give me the grace to love and to be faithful To be more like you
2: And we are back from our break. Um, Father Adam and I were just talking about um, changes in our lives. Uh, Father Adam now being the, the new local superior in Chicago, Hyde Park area, um, near the Catholic Theological Union. Um, as for me, um, before this... I was coordinating the Chicago Archdiocese and Vocation Association. Um, I kept the show, uh, just to clarify with everyone, because Radio TV, which is like the greatest team ever, you know, with um, Vince Gerasoli, <laughs> um, you know, as, as the director, and then Mike May and Brian Brock and, and Clint Cottrell. I mean, they are just, and, and you know, like all the communications department, they are just super, you know, they're allowing me to kind of, you know, just, you know, um, remain as a host at the same time time to um, allow me to serve um, the religious communities and all those who are involved in vocation ministry and to help um, you know just kind of like nurture that awareness for vocation for everyone whether you're married or you're single or you're thinking about religious life or diocesan priesthood or diaconate um, or remaining um, a, a single person who serves you know it's really all for service and uh, really responding to God's call in your life. Um, and Father Adam, being a missionary, you know with with those feet that serve as the the feet for Jesus, um, is a breathing, living being who is now the local superior. Um, and I'm sure they are rejoicing but at the same time, it's like it's quite different for you. <laughs> but before,
3: mechanic you know everything
2: Yeah before and, you mm-hmm. well actually before enduring I guess you yes. also had several um you know vocation uh, discernment mm-hmm. and events that you went mm-hmm. to right so um yeah. can you just tell us a little bit more about uh, cuz I know they they're they're always interesting to hear about
3: indeed indeed and even with the transition to this new role i've asked to continue i've been asked by my leadership really? to continue serving on our vocation team at least in a part-time capacity okay. we have several new vocation directors who need some mentoring and mm. some guidance and so taking advantage in the best sense of that word of the the years of experience I can offer from what I've learned and what I'm learning. And so I continue to look for opportunities to be of service. As recently as our diaconate ordination last weekend, we had a young man from the south suburbs of Chicago, Mm -hmm. uh, whom we thought, why not invite to this event? And that way he could meet many more Divine Word missionaries. And Mm -hmm. so we had the chance to meet there. And so continuing that kind of relationship building, I'm also starting a new ministry at St. Xavier University here in Chicago, uh, offering mass there uh, some Wednesdays out of the month at noon and hopefully in the future a Sunday evening mass. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky to represent our Divine Word Missionary Community at the National Black Catholic Men's Conference, mm-hmm. after which I'll travel to Indianapolis for the National Catholic Youth Conference or oh, NCYC. Yes. So yeah. I'm still finding a way to weave in some of these opportunities to be okay. a present in the vocational world and to be available to answer questions and provide information to young people who, as you mm-hmm. say, Sister Lavina, are are beginning to ask those questions. I like the way Sister Mary Beth said it earlier in the program, sort of what is that attraction? You know, we feel that attraction, but trying to name what that is sometimes. Mm -hmm. We can be attracted to all kinds of things. You know, I'm attracted to ice cream, I'm attracted to cake, I'm attracted to K-pop or a series on TV, but kind of naming what is that core attraction, Mm -hmm. that desire to which I wanna give my life and commit my, my time and my talent, my treasure. And so crystallizing that is is a journey, as we know. And Sister Mary Beth said it very well earlier. It's not one and done,
1: uh-huh. but
3: it's an ongoing process of helping people clarify that. So I'm, I'm privileged. I feel very privileged to be able to live with men who are saying yes to that call by living in temporary vows as members of our community, trying to be a brother to them, but also in that sense, that guide and that hopefully witness and model for them too. And at the same time, going out from here to still minister among those who are looking into the community so i kind of have that privilege place both in and outside of the community right now and it's uh, so far it's it's an interesting mix i'm really enjoying it
2: that's great and you have a lot of energy and you know uh sister mary beth also mentioned about you know uh felix you know being happy mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. um you know I, I think that joy really it's that mm-hmm. deep joy mm-hmm. that we have and that's one of the gifts Indeed. of the charism I had the privilege this summer of uh, spending some time with the um, uh, the ACE Fellows, which is um, I, 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 I always struggle with remembering um, the the name of the ACE Fellows, but it it's the teachers really the teachers um, at Notre Dame. They have this program that allows them to be missioned out into mm. living with other teachers. Uh, not in their home state, but elsewhere, and then teaching out of their comfort zone and also learning how to live in community with others that they did not grow up with, not their family, which is, to me, you know, like living, you know, it's challenging living with your family that you grew up with, you know, you have your parents, your siblings, right? And see how, I'm sure people have stories about like how hard that is. Now imagine yourself living with others from different backgrounds and especially missionaries, living with people not only from different backgrounds, but also different cultures and different nationalities, different languages. <laughs> it's by Very the grace true. it's by the grace of God that you don't kill each other. <laughs> no, <laughs> that might be extreme, but no, what it is right. is it's a gift. You know, heaven is, you know, kind of like, you know, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, it's a dynamic. And the the perfect dynamism. I,
3: I, I think the Holy Spirit is working through you because I think if we just look at our world today and how. Fractured, we tend to be and divided. We tend to think of this as a new reality because it's the time we're living in. Yeah. But all you need to do is study history to know that people before us lived Mm -hmm. fractured lives. Look Mm -hmm. at the Christian community in scripture. Are you with Paul? Are you with Apollos? There were already these fracturings. Which apostle would you follow? And so, our founder, St. Arnold Jansen, when he founded Divine Word back in 1875, he had the idea that we would not be able to witness effectively. Mm Mm -hmm. and preach the gospel message of inclusion and welcome to god's people if we ourselves weren't trying to live it and so to your point here in hyde park among the 20 men living in this house of which i'm privileged to be their brother we have men from the americas from asia from europe from africa Mm -hmm. and bringing together the richness and the differences that enrich us the way i cook mongolian beef is a little bit different than my brother from Africa or from Uh Asia. And that's wonderful. It enriches us. And we get to sample and to taste and learn some of the languages that the others speak. What are the cultural feasts and national holidays that are important in each culture? Mm -hmm. And so we really try to go from being a multicultural community where we come with our differences and kind of coexist around the table to intentionally looking for opportunities to mix and mingle and share back and forth. What is the richness that each of us brings to that? table. So tonight it's Mongolian beef. Tomorrow night, it might be African fufu. The day after that, it might be Wiener Schnitzel from Europe or something mm-hmm. like that. And it just is, I hope, and I pray that we're being true to the spirit of our founder, St. Arnold, who wanted us not to tell people you should live in harmony as diverse as you are, but that we try to lead by example, even mm-hmm. embracing, as you say, the challenges, the miscommunication, the misunderstandings that come with yeah. that, but committing to work through those and staying with it, I really do believe is is a gift for our world. And it it's certainly is, a gift to it us. It
2: is truly a gift and um, really a witness. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and that is, I think, that's why I strongly, strongly believe that, um, I know for me personally, that that is one of the major reasons I became a sister. Because before that, I was already a lay missionary volunteer. So I was part of the team. I was already serving, right? But I really, in my heart, I was called to a religious community. And the reason for that is being in community, learning how to um, live in diversity, celebrate diversity, to be sensitive about the differences. Mm -hmm. And instead of it fracturing our relationship, to celebrate it. And to really learn, sort of like uh, one sister said, you know, um, you've heard about, you know, like diamonds kind of like, you know, before a diamond becomes brilliant and smooth, you have to mm-hmm. kind of like rub upon each other. And mm-hmm. in our own community, if we can, not just like trying to get along each other, you know, what it is, is these are skills. These are special skills that we all need to learn. And Sister Mary Beth mentioned the Synod. That's another way, is can we stay at the table and converse? We don't all have to agree, but at least we all need to be heard. And I think that's another poverty in our world is if we are not listened to, then it festers. So we really need to put forth our voices, and it comes back to that advocacy. If people who cannot be heard um, are not at the table, then who will speak? for them and how can we invite them in so we're at the end of our hour Father Adam can you believe it
3: <laughs> hard to believe Sister Levina.
2: <laughs> and so you know for next time we hope to inspire more people and um, best wishes on your new role and kind of integrating everything for me too because um, in Portuguese classes right now and also uh, part-time with the Illinois Patrons of the Arts in the Vatican Museum. That's my newest part-time job right now. And so I'm going to have to kind of integrate that in, in my new life as well as vocation ministry. So
3: Great. so yeah. good to be with you as always. Yeah. For and again,
2: blessings. thank you to the uh, radio TV department um, and we keep learning. So um, yeah, for, for, our, for our next one, November is going to be a special month. So... Yeah. Thank you, everyone. God bless and make peace with everyone in your life.